You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Three, two, one. This is Cap Chat. What is up, everyone? Tyler, are you there, my friend? I'm here, buddy. How are you today? I'm good, man. Nice day. Nice day in the Midwest. No, it was. It was. I was watching, uh, watching actually, I'm practicing. Um, and Maddie Moon's going to be joining us. But we were uh, out there, and it was 20 degrees, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Uh, <laughs> it was good soccer, but it was, I'm like, this is awesome. I really forgot how much I hate the cold. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and we're about to hit that, you know, next couple of weeks here. It's going to drop down pretty low for us. So, you know, hopefully a lot of uh, a lot of soccer teams and players and coaches in the Midwest were able to get outside and, you know, maybe get maybe one last one last training in this week before everything drops, you know. Well, and, and, to, and I'm just going to I'm just going to brag, you know, and, and next week I'll be in Naples, Florida. We're doing oh. the show live Wednesday from from Naples, Florida. So that's going to be uh, the Western Cup with Rush Select. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and I I, uh, I got to tell you something. You're probably gonna, you're probably going to make fun of me, but I'm okay. I, I bought a sewing kit. Okay. <laughs> so I'm listening. I'm, 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 you have <laughs> my attention. I was waiting. I was waiting for uh, you know, but uh, so I, I I bought a I bought a sewing <laughs> kit and. Uh, because I like to wear khakis and, and polos when I'm on the pitch. And um, my problem is I'm a, I'm a length of 31, and most khakis come in a 32. And, and okay. 20 bucks to him. So I bought this sewing kit. Well, I think I got juked into buying a sewing kit. And I'm going to try to hem my own khakis. Um, it's a little little guy, and it's, it's like a remote control <laughs> <laughs> little sewing so, kit. So, so, um, so you want your you want your khaki shorts to be shorter? No, 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 khaki pants, khaki pants. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to Florida. Yeah. I thought you were talking shorts. I'm like, Josh, this is really strange. This doesn't happen in uh, <laughs> in the world. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna I'm well, for shorts. I'm just cutting jeans off because that's back in style. I'm, well, yeah, that's right. The shorts are the shorts are in again. But, yeah. but, <laughs> Yeah. But you know what else could be in? You know, you, you could just tight roll those bad boys. Oh, that you know? could be good. I yeah, could you're, do a, that. You're, a pro, you're a product of the '80s. You you can say you know it's everything in the '80s is coming back. Tight roll them if you fail in your in your seamstress job. <laughs> it's not a matter of if; it's when. I told my mom about it. She goes, "Why don't you just pay to get them hemmed?" Right. It's like five dollars. Your sewing kit probably costs more than that. <laughs> it was nine dollars on Amazon. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! Yeah, but everyone, this is Cap at least Cap so you'll Live be in a good event. Important. Say what? You'll be at a good event in Florida. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. No, it's 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 gonna be good. And I'm lo- looking forward to it. get some quality teams and um. So, but we we are this is Cap Chat Live. We're joined by Tyler Tomlinson from Culver Stockton College, and then Maddie Moon from Umsl will be joining us later. Um, and the the topic tonight, um is the schedule of college soccer and how do we best prepare our players for that. So, um, but without further ado, the, the most popular um, segment of, of, of the show is uh, we're going to, we're going to head over to, uh, to Tyler's trends. Yahtzee! Tyler's trends. 
<laughs> yeah, that, you caught me off guard there with the Yahtzee. Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, so Tyler's Trends, Tyler's Trends. Uh, yeah, this is when, uh, you know, my little segment to be able to help uh, potential soccer players that are trying to make that jump to the college game. We'll give them some help. And if you listened in last week, you know, you might have thought, oh, man, you know, Coach Tomlinson, he's going to go negative all the time. Well, if you thought that, you're wrong, Josh Tyler, because today's is a, is a positive one. And it's something that a few coaches I've talked to. Not, so you know what you got me doing here? You got me researching. I'm like asking other coaches about some trends and things going on when, when they're in the, out in the recruiting game. No, nice. So a good trend. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just fake before when I was saying it. Uh, <laughs> so a good trend that's been happening. And, and, and we really didn't bring it up last week, uh, but just some coaches I've talked to recently, they, they have been getting more phone calls of players turning them down. And I know that might sound strange or whatever, but uh, A, Josh, as you know, it's the right thing to do, yes. right? Um, and so that trend for me has happened, um, and it's been a good trend. You know, I've been able to have some good conversations with some players that are not coming to play for my college, which is completely okay. I think at this point, if you're a college coach and you've been in it for a little while, re- rejection is part of the day, Right. Um, and you know, I was asked like, for you. yeah, I, yeah, I was asked, <laughs> I was asked about the, you know, what failures do you have in your life? And some uh, survey thing I had to take, and I was like, you know, I have failure every day. Cause you know, we don't, you don't recruit every kid that you go after. And that's we part of the game. But, that question. And they said, what was the failure? They said, Tyler. <laughs> I said the middle one. <laughs> you said the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> they don't She's even call me by name. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, A, so if you're wondering, do I do that? Yeah, you know, I, I think the time to do it, Josh, is if you have talked to a coach to a, to a point where they have made you, um, you know, a scholarship offer. You know, you've gotten to that point in the conversation and they're going to then go to another school. So I, the, the schools you're not going to. Um, and if you're one of those people that's, you know, on Twitter, uh, pronouncing that you have 37 offers now, you're going to have a lot of phone calls to make. Um, but that's another trend for another day. Uh, but it's the right thing to do. And you can say, you know, I'll tell you, I'll give you a good example. I had a, a really good chat the other day and the player thanked me for the time, uh, thanked me for any instruction that I had given during the time of recruitment on, on this person uh, as a player and, and, as, and as a student or player. Um, and then they said, this is the school that I chose this is the reason why I chose the other school. And once again, thank you for your time. You know, and I said, this is very mature of you. I appreciate it. Best of luck, you know, see you on the field. Yeah. And, you know, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example of that. I think that's a great trend, Tyler. Good job. Way to prepare. Um, thank you. But, you know, when I was at St. Charles Community College, I was recruiting and I lost a couple players that to uh, another JUCO. And it was a very positive recruitment experience. They said the same thing. Thank you for your time. I'm going to go here. And what happened was when I left St. Charles, I actually went to UMSL. They transferred in. Um, and so now I'm an UMSL. But because it was such a positive ending or a positive, hey, thank you for your time, it wasn't awkward because, it, you know, coaches yeah. – Coaches do leave and they go other places and, and mm-hmm. um, telling them thank you for your time is um, means a lot. Is good. That's a great trend. Yeah. So we hope as as coaches and you know I'm sure Maddie would echo that. We hope as coaches this is a, a trend that continues. 
Um, and I know that's it's hard for some players, Josh, uh, to, to be able to – it's a very mature thing to do, and, and some will hide behind a text and, and do it. And I think, you know, if, if, if you're choosing between not telling the coach you're turning them down or texting them, at least text them, right? Yeah. But a call is obviously best. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, that is that is that is good advice. So that is that is Tyler's trends. Good job, Tyler. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Yeah, well done, well done. I don't know how to stop it either. Sorry, that's the one I just <laughs> eventually runs itself out. I think. Okay, there we go. Um, all right, so let's we're going to talk about the the grind of college soccer, and we're going to talk about uh, I want to specifically talk about Culver Stockton's schedule. And then we're going to bring Maddie on to talk about the, the her schedule, and then we're going to talk a little more. So, um, Tyler, day in the life of – let's do in-season. Uh, mm-hmm. A day in the life of kind of your schedule for, for an athlete. What's that look like? Yeah, so, I mean, the first thing that, that I'll preface this with is that every college at every level is probably going to have a little bit of a difference in how their day is scheduled. And just – and I want most athletes to know – you know, it's not going to be drastically different sometimes in high school, you know, as far as like the time management of your day goes, I hope. Um, so at our college, most classes end at like a 305, right? Tuesday, Thursdays might have uh, your, your labs go a little bit longer. Um, and then, you know, we, we share a field. A lot of teams in the United States share a field. So men's soccer also plays on the same field as us and, and football does too. So, you know, we are at the whim of some other sports. Not not all soccer colleges are in the most cooperative state with football teams when it comes to sharing time. Um, American football, if you will. Uh, I happen to be in a good situation where we have pretty, um, you know, cooperative football coach. So for us, it's a, we have 90 minutes. We have 90 minutes to train uh, on a typical day. And, you know, once again, every coach could be different. I like this time frame because it mimics the time that you would focus for a game, right? So, you know, you give up a, a goal because of 10 minutes uh, of a laxed focus in a game. That's probably mimicked in your training sessions at some point. Uh, but from there, you know, for us, you know, you, you, you shower, you eat, um, study table. Study table is pretty common theme for most colleges across the United States. Everybody has a different I, way I, of doing it. Built in shower time? Like, is that something you have to tell your athletes? Like, hey, at, at two o'clock, make sure you shower today. <laughs> um, then you eat no. Like, <laughs> and then, then after, so you shower at eight, eight oh five, make sure you brush your teeth. <laughs> I'm just, I guess I'm just hoping at some point everyone takes a shower. Um, that's just my assumption as a coach and a parent, um, that hygiene, hygiene is important to, to all student athletes in America. Um, so yeah, good one. Good one. Um, study table hours. Everybody does it a little differently. We have like an electronic check-in. Um, so it's, it's logged electronically when students check in with their student ID. So that's good for our kids cause they can kind of build their own schedule for when they do study table hours. Uh, so it could be different. A lot of teams do it together. Um, which is fine. Um, and then for us, some kids might still have a campus job that they work. Uh, and then, um, you know, just, just relax after that if you're studying and or you don't have any work to do. So that would be a common day for one of our kids during a, a training session day. And how, how many hours are you on the field, on, you on the pitch during, during in-season? Um, per, per week or just a, on a day? A, a, on, a, on a normal day, how many hours are you on the field? Uh, 
probably actually training is is 90 minutes. We might get a, you know, our 15, 20 minute off the field warm up. If you want to count that in there, then, you know, you're looking closer to two hours. Okay. Okay. Well, so that's the day in the life of, of, of a, of a Culver Stockton athlete here. Um, we're, we're going to bring in uh, uh, Maddie Moon. She's the head women's soccer coach at the University of of Missouri, St. Louis, Amsel. So, and, and you know, I like the theme music. So, this is this is Maddie's welcome music here. Oh, um, and hopefully, hopefully it works. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone gets their own little little warm up music here. So, um, if you just join in, we're joined by Tyler Thompson, and then we're bringing on Maddie Moon. This is like the tip. Oh boy, I thought I, I thought for a second that one's gonna be bleak. Maddie Moon, everyone. Maddie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I, I like the uh, theme song. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's you know, it's Beyonce. It's the best. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, <laughs> Maddie, thanks for thanks for joining us. And and uh, as you know, you've been you know, hearing about the topic, and um, and we want to hear kind of what's a day in the life of. Uh, of, a, of an umsol athlete look like um or specifically i can't say that word there you go i'm lost what, specifically? specifically i got you yeah specifically i can't say cinnamon either uh the daily life of, of an umsol a women's soccer athlete what's that look like for you guys yeah for sure so uh like tyler was saying it's pretty um similar throughout the country i mean most Colleges are at least set up pretty similar. I hate mornings, so I'm never, ever, ever <laughs> going to do 6 a.m. I promise. Um, I struggled to wake up for a uh, staff meeting this morning at 9 a.m. So <laughs> it's, I'm a hot mess before 9 a.m. Um, that being said, uh, a day in the life of an athlete really looks for most of our girls. I ask them to be done with class by 2 p.m. Um, so anything before that, go get it done. Obviously with nursing majors and education majors, they don't have as much flexibility. So a lot of them have either their practicum or clinicals. So it kind of forces us to start our training a little later. So we usually go about 3.15, 3.30 in the afternoon. Um, and uh, I actually, we do 90-minute training sessions. So... Um, we'll do like a 15 minute warm up, and then after that, we go 90 minutes straight and we try to replicate like a game pace, uh, kind of like what Tyler was saying. Like, if you can duplicate that game pace during practices and be going a hard 90 minutes, then it, it helps, obviously, whenever game time starts. And I'd rather us get a hundred percent throughout 90 minutes than go for three hours and have girls going 50 percent by the last 10 minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, and then from that, we do weights in uh, actual season. We only go to weights twice a week. So uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And Tuesday's more of a hard day. Get, get your feet back under you from a long weekend. And then Wednesday, it's uh, just kind of have your body feeling good in the weight room. Um, more movement type workouts instead of heavy weights. Um. And then we do study hall as well. We require four hours a week. So they we have um, a student athlete advisor. Uh, her name's Lindsay. She's awesome. And the girls go into um, our, stu or our um, study hall 
room, do study hall for four hours, really whenever they just pop in whenever Lindsay's always there. And then now, they Maddie, meet is, with her. Is that study hall for all ages or just freshmen or is that all, everyone on the team? No. So that is just incoming freshmen for your first semester, unless you get a below a 3.0. So if after your first semester you have under a 3.0, then you stay in study hall. But okay. honestly, um, and I'm sure Tyler sees this as well. A lot of our girls just use that as a easy study place. Like it's, it's Nap time. You get out of oh, your yes, apartment. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You're not, it's better than library cause it's not super busy. You get out of your apartment and it's just a good study place. So a lot of our girls will still utilize that even post freshman year. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then really that's, I mean, like a week in the life is we always have our off day on Monday. Um, and then Tuesday, our training session is kind of like a don't think just play session, like get your legs back under you. A lot of um, like transition type games, um, just a lot of no thinking, play hard, enjoy it. And then, Wednesday, we'll start implementing our tactics for the weekend, still pretty high intensity. And then Thursday, it's pretty low intensity, a lot of tactics. And then you play Friday, Saturday, you low intensity, a lot of tactics and play Sunday. Do it again for three months. <laughs> now, Ty Tyler, and so that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a typical division two because you guys play Friday, Sunday. Tyler, is there that schedule mm -hmm. for NAI that you guys play or is it just typically you play twice twice a week? Yeah, yeah. So the the typical NAI is is Wednesday, Saturday. So yeah, we we have the Sunday as a naturally built in rest day, which which works great, you know, for us in that sense. Um, but yeah, so we just we just shape our basically our periodization a little differently. You know, we we can't go as hard on a Tuesday because we, you know we're out there playing Wednesday, so. Monday becomes really important for us, and then Thursday's our recovery day again, and then back at it Friday to prepare. So it is a little different. But I think the over, the overall theme here, though, is is I mean, you're you're on the pitch. Once games start, you're on the pitch six days a week um, at at some level, um, and then with study hall hours, things like that. And um, let's what's what's preseason? That's that's a big question. So preseason. What does preseason look like for you, for for each of you? We'll start. Well, I'll give uh, I'll give uh, um, Maddie. What what does what does preseason look like for you? Um, so I got all these sound effects. I got to use them. <laughs> I, I dig it. I like it. Um, so our preseason, honestly, our preseason's a little different than what a lot of coaches have always done because a lot of coaches are all about two days get as much in as you can and I obviously I mean I honestly I haven't been a head coach long at all I've been a head coach for a year but just throughout my years of being an assistant um whenever we have done two days you see a lot more players drop like flies so I started kind of just doing one really hard training session um in the afternoon a day so we'll go about two hours um and it's just all out um really locked in 100 percent for that training session and then we might do like a recovery session later on that's more of like jog stretch get your legs back under you but not two very intense sessions in a day 
Um, and then preseason's awesome during a non-COVID life because it's a lot, yeah, if that ever happens again, preseason actually, I mean, obviously it's hard for the girls, uh, because you are going, you, uh, you're only required one off day and you're going constantly, but it's really when the most team bonding happens. So that's when I'll implement our culture. So we build on our culture throughout spring season, but then once fall hits and our preseason hits, that's that's our big time to build and really implement it. So everybody knows what our, what UMSL is all about, really. Um, so we will spend an hour a day on just our culture, what our expectations are for the season, what we want out of the season, or even if it's a team dinner, team bonding, I mean – it's it's fun because that's the only time of year where there's not school involved. So really, it's just soccer and you're hanging out with each other 24-7 and kind of bonding as a family at that point. And Tyler, so how, how does that – what's your preseason? I know because, you know, you're, I mean, preseason looks different for, for obviously everyone, but how does that look like for you guys, Tyler? I mean, I think Maddie really touched on some some key things um, and, and, and things that might be happening, you know, and I think just the, the load management is really important in preseason um, and the fact that, you know, Maddie might go a little longer and a little harder rather than do two practices is, is, is a good thing. I think that that's, that's smart and that's, you know, a, a good way of thinking because a lot of times, in, you know, we have new kids coming into to, to – programs that might be listening to this on, on what to expect and it is it is rigorous you know those first couple weeks and it is it is hard and you know I would say for us um, that it, it's it's really hard on the brain um, is what I would say for how much you're going to absorb maybe not if you're a junior or senior because hopefully if you have the same coach you've been through it um, uh, just the way the system works. And like Maddie said, I really liked what she said about, um, you know, spring, we, we want to make sure our culture is as developed as possible. And then the application and implementation of a culture in the fall is, is really important because you have that new group of players there. And, and I really like that. And that's true. Um, and so they're, they're learning new tactics. They're learning new um, just rules of the road of how college is going to be and how life is going to be as a college soccer player. They're learning, you know, we teach a lot of mental toughness, you know, so in the middle of the day, you know, uh, it, after a nap or so, you come and we meet and we, we really talk good. We dive deep into who our, who our self is and who our brains think, what our brain's thinking and, and how we're going to be the best player we can be. So I, I do think it is tough, not just on your physical muscles, but on, on your emotions and your brain too. So it's a, but th- when you look back at it, it's, it, Maddie's right. It's awesome. You know, you're basically, you're playing, you're playing soccer, uh, you're sleeping and you're eating and you're hanging out with your friends. Like that's it. That's your life for like two weeks. And, and it's a really fun, exciting time. And it's fun from a coach's perspective to get to see how this new group that will be together for these three months and, and never be together again as a group will mesh and come together. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I think we all look back, the three of us all played, and we look back at the, you know, I remember preseason. Um, I, I remember, Tyler, you know, I remember the runs around Canton <laughs> and running up those steps. Um, yep, yep. You know what? And I remember the time how awful it was because I was a goalkeeper, so I was not fit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and But I look back, and I want to trade it for the world, though. Um, 
I, I, I got to see everyone's cool haircut from the, from the back. So that was, that was, that was, that was <laughs> <me>. um, <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, I think the thing here is, and I got scolded one time for to telling kids, Hey, college soccer is hard. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard. And, but there's no one that looks up and goes, looks back at their playing career and goes, man, I regret that. Like, it's hard. Like it just is like, it's a lot on your muscles, a lot on your body. Tyler, you brought up the mental aspect because it is, it's, I tell kids, this is your first time away from home and you're having to do laundry. You're having to find TikTok time. You're having to have a social life. You're having to take naps. You got to go to class. You got to study hours. You got to, you got to train and it's hard and, and it's the best time ever. Like in, I want to prepare kids to me, I think kids should know, hey, this is going to be hard, but it's going to be awesome at the same time. And that's hard for them to grasp. Like you explain it like that seems awful, but no, it's not like it's it's so fun, I think. And it's hard. Um, but that, that's my opinion, though. I think college soccer is any athletics, college athletics in general beyond curling is is hard. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you guys I mean, that's that's my opinion. I think college athletics are hard, right? I mean, for sure, it's it's a grind, and everybody says that when talking about college athletics. Like, yeah, it's a grind. Like, you you put in more work, you work harder than you really ever had uh, in high school. Obviously, the second you step into a college atmosphere, your work ethic is going to be tested more than it really ever has. But it's like it's those moments, and I think I mean y'all's playing days, and as a coach, just like that moment when your team's surrounding you and like pushing you through the hard moments, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of like the, the make or break. I mean, your teammates just become your family. Like it's, it's just a cool setup, I guess. I mean, I had five of my uh, girls in my college class in my wedding and they just, they become friends for life because they understand the grind you went for, through for four years and the amount of work and, blood, sweat, and tears and all that good stuff that you really have to do to become successful at the college level. May, and this is not a joke. I, honest, like, I'm not, like, that gave me chills thinking back to that because you're so, you mean, you're so spot on on that. I mean, um, like, I got, I got chills. I mean, that was, I mean, it, it is. It's your best friend you meet there. T- I mean, Tyler and I played together and, and, and we still talk. Um, but mainly I talk to him and he doesn't have a choice, but, um, <laughs> No, I mean you do. I mean you go through you go through something in that with um and it is it's a, such a cool experience. So um yeah, that's that's well said. Here here's my rant and I'm going to let you guys I'm, I'm let you guys dissect this. Uh, obviously for me, my my bills are paid by club soccer. I'm a huge fan of club soccer. And we sit here and we've talked about the grind of college soccer and I think one of the things that I want kids to know my goal as the cap director for Rush Soccer is, is can we – I want when you guys recruit a Rush kid, to hopefully you go, okay, I'm recruiting a Rush kid. They're well-prepared for the college grind. They, they grasp what it is. Um, and I think – and this is my trend. So, Tyler, I'm, I'm going to go in kind of the opposite direction, but I think one of the things that we're seeing right now is when players don't get the playing time they want in a club, they, they jump ship. And what we're seeing is is kids aren't aren't able to accept failure. Failure is going to happen, and 
and life is full of competition, you know, right? And, and even high school, the minute you hit high school, you're competing like band, first chair, second chair, choir, someone gets the solo, even in dance, my cousins in dance, someone gets the solo for dancing, someone does it. And, and everything is a competition in life. If you look at about it and, and the number one thing for soccer and sports, it's a competition. You win or you lose. And for you guys as coaches, if you lose four years in a row, you're probably going to lose your job. Like you guys, is, you guys have to win. <laughs> it's what it is, right? And and so now you're taking club players that, hey, my player is better than Susie Snowflake, and she's not getting the playing time, so I'm going to go to this other club where she plays more. But maybe the competition is not as good. Maybe she's not getting pushed as well. Maybe maybe she's not prepared for the game. And now they're trying to go into a college realm where they're the best on their club team. And they come into this, and the and, and club, unfortunately, we just don't have the resources to train six days a week. So now you're training three to four days a week, and you come into an environment where everyone on the team in college was the best on their club team. And now, if they've never failed, they look at us and go, hey, coach, I should start because I deserve to start. It doesn't quite work that way. You know, like, we're here to compete. And I think when you have someone behind you competing and there's someone always trying to get your spot, you push yourself even more and you drive even more because you know if you have a bad week of training, someone behind you is is going to take your spot. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that I really want to strive is breeding that competition and mentally preparing for the, the grind of college. Um, that, that's my soapbox. You guys... I would love to hear you guys' dissection of this. To, 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 we're going to go a tad long, but I want to hear you guys. You feel free to disagree with me on that, but um, that's that's my soapbox here. Go ahead, Maddie. Um, oh, I, so I mean, I completely agree with that. If you constantly are putting yourself in a situation where you're always succeeding, you're probably not challenging yourself enough, right? So. If you're always the best player on your team, unless you're the best team in the nation, then like. It, you probably should be challenging yourself more. Um, and so players that are getting upset because they're riding the bench and then they're club hopping and so forth, the second, if they if they actually do get signed, the second they get signed in college and, oh, I'm riding the bench for college, are they going to transfer three times to find a <laughs> college that they finally play at? Like, it's it's a matter of... I mean, grind is such a, a word that's used so often by college coaches, but it's the truest thing. Like, can you grind? Can you push yourself to – because, like, from 1 through 30, say you have 30 girls on the team, you're only as good as your last player. So, yes, I'm not I'm not telling you to love your role being on the bench. Like, nobody – I don't know a single person that's like, yeah, I mean – I come in and play about five minutes a game and I love it. Like, no, <laughs> nobody's happy riding the bench, but can you buy into your role? Can you do everything in your power to change it? And if you, and if you're literally putting in the work, the grind and the extra to potentially change it, you know that you're doing everything you can. And if it's not changing, can you still be a good teammate? Can you still buy into what the end game is? Like every team wants to win at the end of the day. Can you be that teammate who, instead of hoping that person in front of you fails, you're wanting them to succeed because that means that your whole team's succeeding. And, I mean, I touched on culture earlier. I think that's kind of where the culture comes in. Like, it, are the players that are riding the bench, bringing down everybody else, talking about how they hate the coach and stuff like that, or are they bought into the process? Like, 
you know what, I might not like where I'm at right now, but I'm going to work my butt off to change it and to hopefully jump over the next person, hopefully get the playing time that I really want. So yeah, that's, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no I, I great... love, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And, and, and I'll, I'll add on to that too. Just what I would encourage, and this could go out to, you know, a club player, Josh, a club coach, don't get so caught up in the present get caught up in the development and yeah. and that's where that's where things really really can take off right if if you're focused on on the development of you as a player and how you're getting better every training session i, I would say if you don't feel like you're improving based on training not just because of i only play so many minutes but then sure maybe you you could go to somewhere else but if you can focus yourself on development that's where that's where it becomes really important. There, guys, there's so many stories. There's NFL starting quarterbacks who were the backups in college, like almost all four years, right? Well, what what separates them from someone that's at the bench somewhere else? The development factor. They kept getting better. They knew what their talent would be, and they knew where they could apply it. And I think that if and, and that happens in the college game a lot. I think you know, Maddie said it. If your number thirty player continues to develop. You know, over the four years, that that person will be in the top eleven. You know, yeah. that they're focused on their development, they're focused on being a good team player, and that's something that's important to them. So we do live a lot in the present tense, and it's hard for us to see that someone is improving or getting better, and or that they have the um, wherewithal to to understand their development. But that would be my big, you know, push for everybody is like that aspect is really really important, and you could develop and and then. Yeah, maybe you are the 13th player on your club team. And then you pick a college where you know you're going to fit in really well, gel well, play well, and, and yeah, you're, you're starting right away. You know, So that could be po- uh, possible too. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing about college. you, you got four years to develop. And, you know, yep. and Matt and I talked previously on, on a different cap chat about uh, Matt, who's part of a team that, and I, I'm sorry if I'm not getting the number correct, but 24 wins in a row, won the national championship, Division two, and one of the best – teams in the country for almost two years and 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 you know i asked her what was the culture what was the difference and should everyone bought in and so i know i'm answering i'm speaking for you maddie but that was like you echoed that previously everyone on that team bought into what the goal was um and i think everyone has has a role you know tyler you you can attest to this you know i was a really quality high school goalkeeper um i come into culvert to, to replace a goalkeeper that had seven concussions because he kept running into the post, <laughs> right? right. And, I mean, true story, right? And I mean, Coach, uh, Coach yeah, told me, like, our current goalkeeper has seven concussions. He's going to hit the goalpost again, and he no longer can play. But lo and behold, he never hit the goalpost again. But <laughs> I see him play, and he was better than me. And, and I get on campus, and I realize, okay, my role has shifted. My role is to make Brendan even better. Because if Brendan mm-hmm. wins, we all win. Now, does it suck? Yeah. It, it, it is what it is, but um, I, how else can I impact the team? And he was good. He was one of the best keepers I've ever seen. Um, I don't mm-hmm, think he's mm-hmm. mentally all there today. Um, <laughs> I think he's in diapers at age thirty. But um, <laughs> but right, I mean, I mean, he was he was good, and I was okay with that because I watched him play. I'm like, he is better than me. Like it it would be disadvantageous to take him out of the game to put me in. But our goal, my goal every training was how do I make Brendan better? How do we get better as a goalkeeping core? Um, and, and I think that's – I mean, I, I think that, that that is something that kids just, just kind of lack some. But yeah, Maddie me. had been through it. I'd love to hear yeah, what, you know, what she was going to say with, with 
had an experience like that championship level and, and how to work from top to bottom. You know, if you can answer that question for us, Maddie. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, honestly, Matt, you, I think we dive into, yeah, give the background of like where you were and, and, and the story there. For sure. So I was at the University of Central Missouri and in 2017, we went 26 and 0 and went on to win the national championship. And it's the only team that I can honestly say that I've ever been a part of. (laughs) Um, It's the only team I can honestly say that I've ever been a part of where every single person bought into their role. And I, I straight up, I've been a part of a team that might have had more talent. But that team literally knew at the end of the day, we want to win a national championship. So, I mean, we had seniors losing their starting job and um, midway through season. And they're furious. Like, don't get me wrong, but they're just like, okay, what can I do? Like, what, what, what's, what's next? How do I get back in the lineup? If I'm not back in the lineup, what do I need to do? How can I best impact this team? Because, I mean – Everybody just knew, like, what our in-game goal is to win the Natty. Um, and nothing else mattered. I mean, I mean, playing time didn't matter. It, partying didn't matter. Nothing mattered. It was just us as a crew do, being as good as we can on December 2nd, pretty much. And honestly, I mean, we focused heavily, heavily on our culture and talked about it often. Um and it like every training session was so intense. It felt like a game. Like, I mean, there were like the competition, guy, like we'd have to slow people down, like chill out. You're going against your own team. Like the mentality was just there. Of, Calm down, Karen. <laughs> Literally, we want to win at all costs. Like no matter what, it's about winning. And it was never, there was always something to improve on. So, um, Lewis Theobald, who is the head coach, who I pretty much learned everything from. Um, after every game, even I mean, we we won most games that year by a substantial amount. Um, after every game, he would be like, "Okay, we're, it, we're not good enough yet. What do we got to do better?" Like breaking it down, and I think the team kind of took that to heart as well. Like we're we're not there yet. Like what do we have mm-hmm. to do to get better? what do we have to put in to get better and everybody just again was completely bought in on the entire process and knowing that our process wasn't done until december 2nd and it was it was the coolest thing i've ever seen that's all i got <laughs> yeah, tyler follow that <laughs> um my high school basketball team is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I have a turf soccer field. Uh, no, I think so. Uh, we're we're, we're going to – we went over because I think it was, it, it's important. And, and um, yeah. again, if you guys have any questions, you feel free to – you can comment. Um, you can you can do a call-in. I'll be 100% honest. I don't know how you call in, but if you want to, you can. Uh, if there's any questions for, for Tyler or Maddie, again, we're joined by Tyler Tomlinson, the head women's soccer coach at Culver Stockton College. Maddie Moon – the head women's soccer coach at the University of Missouri in uh, St. Louis. And um, the topic is, has kind of been the, the grind of college soccer and, and how do you best prepare as a player. So if you guys have any questions, you feel free. Um, I'm going to give uh, – and then we're, we're going to get out of here. So in about 30 seconds, uh, Tyler, Maddie, uh, kind of ending comments and see what do you got. 
Tyler, all you? Oh, Maddie, you're the guest. Josh has me on here all the time. <laughs> Maddie, do, um, you know how to, do you know how to hem pants by any chance? Oh, God, no. I wear sweatpants <laughs> every day. I don't know the last time I wore a pair of jeans, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Glories of being a coach. Um, am, I only, am I the only coach? Am I weird by, like, I, 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 I struggle with that. I, I, I'm, if it's game day, like, I'm, I'm, you are you all you do have the khakis on quite often on on the I sidelines. I know. That's just you. You got to you know you got to go where you're comfortable, and that's okay, Josh. And and people have an expectation of that now. I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you saw I'm me neurotic. on the sideline in khakis, I don't think that'd be a good look. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neurotic about it, man. I don't. Someone told me like it's game day. Like I look different. Like it's game day. You dress up. You look good. You play in your game day. Um, Maddie, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I'm superstitious about it, right? So, like, if I, so I, if I wear like a, a a hoodie and sweatpants for a game, right? So I call that scrubbed out. So if I'm scrubbed out for a game, and we win, like I will, I will sc- stay scrubbed out for all the games <laughs> until we lose. And then if we lose, I'm gonna like dress up for the next game. And so then, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you never know what you're gonna get with me. That's awesome. Like I, I have seen you look really nice, and then yeah, you're like you look like a giant piece of. Poop. Look like yeah, like Bill Belichick. You know. <laughs> oh, I rock the Bill Belichick look every day. <laughs> you're not going to see me on the sideline looking nice. You know, but, uh, with, but when you win a national championship, you you can do, you got some leeway here. Tyler and I are just scrubbing out. Just, you know, I dress up because I look important. That's really about it. People feel like who's the guy in khakis and polo? He must be important. Oh no, 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 that's just Josh. It'd also be weird, like as a girl wearing heels on the sideline. I cannot even imagine. Like I don't even want to think about that. Well, you see basketball coaches doing it yeah. all the time, and I have all the respect to that. But I, I'm not gonna be me. Well, I, I do want to, Maddie. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a pair of heels and give you a hundred bucks. I want to see you wear heels on the sideline of of a grass soccer field. I mean, just to oh. see you knock and trip. Oh, I'll, I'll do it for a hundred bucks all day. I'll warm the keepers <laughs> up in heels if you want me to. hundred bucks, I'll be out there putting balls at the keepers. <laughs> Tyler does I got it. this. <laughs> all right, so, I'll so for, I'll, do, comments, I'll do it for sorry. five. I, 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 I interrupted everyone, so let's let's do ending comments. So we'll start with Maddie and then go to Tyler. we got about 30 seconds and then ending comments, and then we're going to be out of here. For sure. So all I want to say is, like – College soccer, it is a grind and it is tough and it, it's definitely eventful, but it's, I mean, y'all can attest to this. It's the best four years of your life. I mean, it's, I'm still in college soccer because I enjoyed college soccer that much. It's, you get a bond with your teammates that you will never experience again and you get to push yourself to levels that you didn't know you were capable of. Like, it's, it's, kind of oh this is how hard I thought I could work oh wait never mind so it's definitely the coolest experience in the world and obviously I'd highly recommend it and um prepare for it make sure you're coming in fit because you don't want to be a a Josh out there and coming in dead last in the fitness (laughs) um did did I just get you did you did um (laughs) Who's the kid out of shape? Oh, he's joshing it. <laughs> That's just joshing it. Yeah, uh, definitely try to come and fit. I mean, control the controllables. You can always come and fit. Like, you can always control your fitness. So, 
that like if you're if day one of your college career you're crushing whatever fitness test the coaches have you do or you're crushing the 11 v 11 you're gonna stand out but you're also gonna stand out if you're number 30 in the fitness test as well so <laughs> choose which one you want to do yeah yeah that's great tyler Absolutely. what do you what do you got Absolutely. man yeah. what do you got yeah, no, I, I think that schedule-wise, you know, players need to see it as uh, kind of that last arduous path in, until adulthood. It's fun. Uh, it's tough on your brain. It's tough on your body. Um, but but it's worth it, um, and, and it'll get you ready. You know, it'll get you ready mentally for life, and it builds character. And I think that's a good thing about college athletics. All right, you can tell you're a parent because you said builds character. So we work, work, work. We're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining. Tyler Tomlinson from Culver Stockton College is always. Maddie Moon from the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Thank you for joining us for Cap Chat Live. We went long, but hope you guys had a good time. Next week, we'll be coming to you from Naples, Florida. It is way warmer there. I apologize, everyone, but we'll be in Naples, Florida. We're going to be talking and chatting, and, and uh, we'll be back with Tyler's trends and everything like that. So, guys, thank you. So much for for hanging out tonight, and uh, this is his uh, has been Cap Chat. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat. <laughs>